really, I haven't noticed with Hazard since I've had him on my team for two fucking months that he hasn't been doing well. Well, I just assume that since you've had him on your team for two months, you haven't been checking your team. So. <laughs> Welcome to the Four Point Hit Podcast. My name is James. I'm here with my two best buds, Nolan and Ryan. Hey guys, how you doing today? Doing well. Don't forget Drew. Nah, forget Drew. Uh, fuck he Drew. Listen all right. Drew's all not here, man. I know. Drew's gone. Three. All right. Drew's gone. I'm doing well, James. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, we were recording this Saturday after the FA Cup matches today. So City won. Chelsea won. They tied. They tied. Norway. Chelsea no, no. tied. I, yeah. I didn't watch that. That's so. okay. Okay. That's good. Hey guys, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Uh, big news of the day. The transfer window is open and has gotten off with a bang. Coutinho going to Barcelona. Would I think th- Liverpool think that it's like you have to get everything done within the first three days because they, they, they're really <laughs> getting their business done fast. That's how I like to shop. I understand. Yeah. No. S- supermarket get sweep. It, just it, it, yeah. The old in and out. They basically just hit up Amazon real quick. The Amazon in Barcelona. Yeah. Prime. Yeah, yeah AmazonPrime.sp, <laughs> and just boom. One Coutinho, please. All right, he'll yep. be there oh, in uh, right. 24 well, to you know what? Hours. Price has gone up. Uh, you know? Price has gone up, yes. <laughs> so we were actually, our opening question was going to be about that either way. So um, we can just get right into it. What are your thoughts on the transfer window and fantasy implications, specifically now for Liverpool? Oh, you're both looking at me. I yeah. guess I'll go first. Um uh, Along with just mostly talking about Coutinho and and the effect on the team for FPL. Yeah, what do you? Uh, how does how does his now his departure affect the other Liverpool assets? Yeah, I I was I I looked into uh, when when he wasn't playing on the team earlier in the season uh, with a back issue, uh, that famous famous back issue uh, that miraculously got got healed, uh, and and I always thought that. Uh, without Contino to unlock uh, the doors on defenses that the other offensive capabilities of Liverpool would suffer. Uh, mostly with Firmino, because the two Brazilians, they like to play off of each other. And when Contino is playing well, Firmino is playing well. And if you just watch a lot of the games, you know, with the eye test, you're like, oh shit, without Phil in there, I think uh, Bobby's going to have a tougher time. Uh, however, when you look at the fantasy numbers, it, it doesn't, it doesn't show. He mm-hmm. Firmino uh, has pretty solid uh, fantasy numbers, and throughout this year, it's kind of feast or famine. He either gets double digits or two points, uh, and that's with or without Coutinho. Uh, I just don't. Th- it's kind of wait and see on how well Liverpool can unlock defenses that really sit back without uh, Coutinho in there. Uh, Lalana is the obvious replacement, and he's a lot mm. cheaper. Um, I just I don't have faith in him uh, with his passing uh, and the quickness of passing. That's the big thing. Is Lalana does a lot of Cruyff turns, but he's always uh, one touch too late on things. And when you're trying to break down, uh, you know, two banks of four, it's really tough. 
Um, but I wouldn't like stray away from the offensive capabilities of Liverpool just because Contino's not there. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see who fills the shoes uh, from that standpoint. Then I would even look at Oxlade Chamberlain, who is very, very inexpensive, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and he already has, I think, fifty-ish points so far this year with limited playing time. He's going to get more playing time, uh, and he could kind of fill that uh, role either on the wing or three-man defense or three-man midfield. So, uh, as a Liverpool fan, I, I'm a little bit sad uh, seeing Phil leave, uh, but I, it was coming. Yeah, it's so not, not super unexpected. A little, I mean, it did go quickly into January. I was expecting it to dry out a little bit, but... Yeah, we tore the band-aid off real quick. Yeah. It was fine. It's over it by noon. Now, what do you think about Phil leaving and, and Liverpool's offense from an FPL standpoint? I think I was looking at it earlier, and the th- three games, I believe, where Phil wasn't playing, Salah scored 23 points. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of anyone on their team just quite yet. We'll see. I agree. Wait and see how how it starts to shape up. But uh, I like the idea of uh, Oxley Chamberlain, like un, uh, the potential for cheap fantasy midfielders from in li- Liverpool on Liverpool. Yeah, to get assists or or mouthwatering. Or, yeah, yeah, goals up top. You know, with the Firmino and Mane and and Salah. Uh, yeah, it, it it's just one of those things. I don't th- I don't think it's going to negatively affect Liverpool as much as it would say a year ago. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, the, I w- also saw the right around the same statistics of c- when continues on the pitch and when he's not all the way back to last year and how Firmino and the rest of the team respond. The stati- statistics are nearly identical. Mm-hmm. Granted, we just got rid of a world class player for 192 million, and you know there's only a few world class players in the Premier League to begin with. But um, I, like you said, James, I don't think I'm taking out Salah. I don't think the 59 percent of the league. Or moving Salah, period, and I. If you're running Firmino up top already, he's he's not going to be going anywhere. Um, I, I I think just as a Liverpool fan, it's terrific for the team because we can shore up just so many different things that are wrong. But as far as fantasy goes, I don't think the implications are there to be changed at all. You know, right on. Um, any thoughts on what Virgil Van Dijk does? How do you feel about that? Um, absolutely thrilled uh don't have the tweet up but he he had the most touches on the pitch uh for the fa cup match against everton he had the most uh headers won just he had like seven statistics that weren't just defender statistics but he was one of the best players if not the best player on the pitch his bonus point potential because of that and that's actually what i what i wrote when we talk about defenders is does he have enough potential to steal bonus points away from uh, Salah and actually as I wrote it at the time Coutinho and mm-hmm. that was two days ago so it's a great point he's 5.4 I would still wait and see a little bit but his price can't raise for the next couple of days or drop so yeah. if you want, can fit him in it's a good time 5.4 is kind of par for the course on the Liverpool defense I think that's about fair and and yeah especially I mean we're, we have one of the best home defenses yeah. and on the side of that 5.4 area if you're someone that has Christensen you don't like seeing that David Luiz played today, um, you know, in the FA Cup, and he's 5.5, 5.6. So if you if you don't have the Phil Jones, you're not you, you don't want to double up with Christensen and Alonso, things like that. I think Van Dyke is an excellent uh, place to put in. But and he's so darn handsome. 
<laughs> and and polite and just the he had two thunderous headers, one great save by Pickford, the other one just took all three different guys and bangs on the badge running out and does the knee slide. Yeah. Do you I think like if him. he didn't have his hair in a ponytail, it would look like David Luiz or Fellaini? Totally mm. a fro. Oh, I hope so. I really I just I want that look for one game. Just one game. Yeah. That would be terrific. We got a lot of pull, I think, in the uh, professional soccer world, so we can get on it. Yeah, I just want to see. I just want to <laughs> see him with his hair down in well, more ways than one. I guess. Always, he's always had that tail. Like, okay, at Southampton, he had it. At Celtic, he had it. Who did he play with them before? Uh, Celtic, he had a, his hair short for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe they're just extensions. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> when he's in bed with someone, don't pull my hair too much. They're extensions. Van Dyke, I didn't know. <laughs> Apparently he's gay too. All right. So the uh, the other possible move that we wanted to talk about a little bit was uh, Alexis to City. So the, another one of the the big rumors in the summer, uh, rumors around now are that Arsenal are willing to let him go for twenty five or thirty million, which mm-hmm. is a bargain. And I'm surprised that that hasn't happened yet. And I, I would expect a lot of teams to get in on that. But um, just potentially, if this does happen, the fantasy implications. Uh, Pep has already said that. His ideal situation would be to have two forwards up front like Aguero and Jesus. But the issue with that was that it required Mendy on mm-hmm. the left to keep that happening. So Mendy is still going to be out for the remainder of the season. Alexis coming over really is going to hinder players like Sané, who I think are just about to get back into the squad with the Jesus injury. Um, also could be hindering Aguero's playtime, who had just locked down the starting role as well. So it really, if Alexis signs, it really messes up a lot of city fantasy implications however a player like sterling who's already nailed on most everyone's team as is i don't think it adjust, affects him one bit they're on playing on opposite ends same with kdb and it makes kdb and silva more enticing in my opinion because mm-hmm. alexis is a clinical finisher compared to sane up on the left so you're giving more assist options um his expected goals per game is about 0.49 and sane's is 0.3 so that's a big differential a uh, difference between the two of those. Um, Alexis is averaging the fifth most shots in the Premier League. You add that into an already potent City offense, and De Bruyne and Silver are set to just get more and more assists. So, do you, do you think Alexis is going to go through? Yeah, I do. I think it's I think it's going to happen. Um, I think the Jesus injury came at the perfect time for that to happen. Yeah, and we're right now we're playing with one forward. Are There's you saying that there was a conspiracy and? And Pep made him yeah, get hey injured. Man, you know, you see me. I'm wearing a tinfoil hat right now. <laughs> and, and your one forward is already a very, very fragile man. Yes. So, yeah. so um, emotionally as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, like, like the Contino transfer. Like that was locked down. I, 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 you know, made sure that I was emotionally ready for that to happen. Alexis moving. I that's always been kind of like a fifty-fifty. So I, I don't know, like your confidence level on that. Um, I, I feel pretty good. I think I, I still think it's going to happen to City, but um, if if he does move to another team outside, because either that or they're going to let him go for free. But if he doesn't go to City, what do you think that it, it means for Arsenal's fantasy? Uh, it's the the nice thing to say about Arsenal's fantasy and Sanchez leaving is it doesn't affect hardly anyone because those assets hardly anyone in the league already owns as far as uh, fantasy is concerned. Um, the uh, 5.2 owned Jaka is, uh, I'm sorry, 7.5% owned 5.2 priced Jaka. Mm-hmm. He's the highest owned Arsenal um, attacking player, and that's probably because of his price. Huh. 
Alexis Sanchez is owned by three percent of the league. Yeah, it's oh, not and Ozil, um, Brave Jack Wilshire, etc., are all well below. Lacazette has finally fallen below ten percent. Um, even though they have one goal less than Chelsea, and it seems people still like Chelsea, you know, assets in fantasy. You just do not see if you go through your whole mini league or anyone in the top thousand, anyone that owns Arsenal. So that may change with double game weeks coming up, but I think with uh, Sanchez leaving, um, what's what's the lad's name that's going to be coming in for him? Tomas, they think from Monaco. Um, Thomas Rudzitsky? No, no, no. His, because um, he retired. I mean, he was there for a long time, but that would be hilarious. Um, Tomas Lamar. L-E-M-A-R. The lemur. Oh yeah, lemur. Lamar yeah. from from Monaco. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they they were flirting. <laughs> they were they were making eyes with him. We're going on first name basis, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, that makes everything better uh, as far as transfers for for in weird leagues and everything. Uh, no, if I know Liverpool were going after Lamar as well. Mm-hmm. We, if totally butchering that pronunciation, probably. Oh I don't yeah, know. for sure. If if anyone out there is from Monaco and wants to uh, you know rip us up on Twitter, we deserve it. That's fine. But he owns a lot of lemurs. Yeah, um, it's it looks the, like one too. Yep. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter who's being brought into Arsenal. I'm not bringing any of their players onto my squad, including whoever moves into there, unless he's absolutely world class. Yeah. So. Yeah, Arsenal's uh, uh, tough. I, I liked Ramsey before he got hurt, yeah, and now Wilshire's just like you got to go with value. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like with Arsenal. So it, yeah, again, that would only affect Man City and mm-hmm. shaking it up. That would be really fucking weird if that went through and just everyone would have a big old eye roll on on the league uh, yeah all right so uh <laughs> premium defenders so i'm going with i think someone that absolutely every single person should have on their team and is approaching the realm of needs to be owned like salah holgate definitely Mason holgate Holger. He's got good WWF moves and uh, great hair. Now, it's um, going to be Alonzo. He just, pro, uh, his price rose twice uh, since, uh, you know, he's even started in the uh, other league, like, uh, what was that, three days ago when he played? So um, he has more shots and more goals, obviously, than any other defender. Um, he's a lefty on free kicks. We all know he bombs forward. He's easily one of the best players in the entire league right now. I think the entire reason that everyone must get him right now for this pod is that Chelsea in the back since, what, game week 13 or 14 since uh, Conte came back, they have the most uh, clean sheets and the least goals allowed in the entire league. So not only are you getting the best chance for the easy six-pointer, but also he's going to be clearly the best value for goals and defender, but he's also... Uh, fifth or sixth on uh, points scored if you, he was a midfielder, which I'm sure they'll recategorize him for next year and ruin it for all of us. But right now, if he's not in your squad and you're wild carding or you have a, you know uh, the two hits to come in, I think he has to be on your team. He has as many goals as Hazard does this season and one less assist. Fun fact on that. Um, do you prefer him over as Poliqueta? Uh Yes. I, I I would say absolutely because the the SP uh, Marata link up that that Fuck that, that man. just it's just it's just not there anymore. It's, it's still leading. It's still the player to player assist combo combo to goals. It's, they're still leading the league. It's they have six six assist to goals between the two of them. It's insane. 
It has to stop. I agree. Yeah, I, <laughs> the oh, difference a, in point total between the two yeah. is, isn't that much. You just pick pick one of them. I, uh, I would like to have the guy that's on free kicks. That's yeah. that's just brought up constantly, and you know, it's just uh, I'd assume a lot of people are going to have Otamendi, and maybe if Luis is still not quite onto the starting side for. Um, um, FPL, then maybe still double up with Chelsea, still have Christensen and Alonso. Or well, we talked about uh, the the other Chelsea defenders mm-hmm. yeah, in, in our pod. last pod, where it's just like, oh, do you go with Christensen or Rudiger, or you know, pick up Moses, and it's just like you get you you pay the extra premium, uh, mm-hmm. a point or so. And you get Alonso or Aspilicueta because they play every single match and they have the offensive capabilities to match that. And for Alonso, the best argument is he scored the goal by making a near post run when yeah. when he it was just him and Murata in in the box. Like just his positioning alone is argument enough to pay that premium, put him on the team. Yeah, this is this is Leighton Baines from a couple of years ago where you know, granted he was a million more expensive than everyone else, but he's just a constant goal threat where he's more than most midfielders playing. So I know this isn't a sexy pick. This isn't a surprise for people that are probably higher up in, in the overall ranking, but everyone else listening, you got to get him on your team. I have nothing to add to that. I'm not really interested in any, any of the other plus 6.0 defenders. Um, I think Arsenal has a tempting schedule and Bellerin is right there, but uh, Kalashinitz and Monreal and Koscielny are all flagged for injury, so I don't, I don't want to invest in a premium defender when all the other defenders that are on their back line are hurt. Yep. Uh, Valencia, I still I don't know his injury return time. I'm, I'm just looking in this price bracket, uh, Aspil and Alonso, maybe both at the same time. It's weird that Alonso he played for Bolton, and he wasn't very good. I don't like just how how people develop and and now that he's I don't know uh, I, I I like that thought where it's just like you know fast forward or rewinding a couple of years back it's just like shit that dude was on Bolton right um anyways no it, you should have a Chelsea defender at least one Chelsea defender one of the two and then what like Phil Jones or try to get into the Man U defense in some capacity uh and then Odebendi or something like that so yeah I, I would think. When podcast comes next month, we're probably going to be saying right around the same things. You know, don't change too much the recipe back there. It may not be a couple podcasts ago where we were saying, like, do you run four defenders now? But you definitely have to have two of the three elite ones. Yeah. So don't. don't I'm not chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Stick to the lakes Rip. and streams that you wait, rivers, rivers and, and lakes. lakes, lakes and rivers, it's, lakes and rivers. Stick to the bodies of water that you're used to. RIP left eye. Yeah, she was, she was my favorite. So, uh, as far as the medium price defenders go, uh, my, my boy John friggin' Stones is back. Yeah, I knew yeah. you were gonna talk about him. Yeah, big, yeah, big, big surprise. He had a good assist today. Yeah, he did. Right, right to the uh, <laughs> it, the John Stones uh, circa 2016 was back today in the. Uh, He's in, just in shaking the, the rust the off. Africa. For all my Who defenders cares? out there, we've all made that clearance. <laughs> we've all done that, and then you go, I don't want to play anymore ever. So, so if you're looking at, uh, say, you have Odomendi and Christensen or something like that, like we just talked about, and you're looking to go up to Alonso or Aspilicueta, 
downgrading Odomendi to John Stones is, in my opinion, a great move. Uh, when Save 1.1-ish. 1. 1. 1, 1.1, yeah. yeah. John Stones is 5.4, 3.5 selected. When Easy. both were healthy across all competitions to start this start off the year, uh, Stones had three goals. They were all in Champions League, but I think that he's, he's obviously shown himself to be a goal threat just as much as Odomendi has. Odomendi's just been playing the entire season. Um, City are giving up a league-best 6.3 shots per game. It's uh, bad for goalkeeper saves, but it's great for the cheapest nailed-on defender, and that's Stones. So that's the, your route into the defense. The only thing I would question is if that's where you want to waste one of your three city spots. Yes, great point. I agree with that completely. I, th- I, I think it's he's a cheaper option to get into that team. I, I think that's fair. Uh, it depends on how your your midfields and, and forwards shake out but yeah save yourself if you're like playing a wild card because a lot of people have Odomendi right now so yeah. it's like it would be kind of a waste for a game week selection to go from Odomendi to Stones but another piece is and we talked about it before John Stones is a bit of a pussy in terms of cards and fouls and everything which hey man I don't Odomendi is always a yellow card risk and sometimes a red card risk and yep. I'd rather have just the nice looking lad from across the street on defense that picks up the same amount of points as the hard-nosed you know other defender yep any other mids uh he got my mid for defenders and i at the beginning of the pod i went on about van dyke for a while i really think everyone should give a look at it but if you're on wild card right now we have sitting city coming up next week which will be an awesome match to watch but not the greatest one to start van dyke off in because as long as Mane doesn't kick anyone in the head and fracture their face it should be a high scoring affair and um i don't think you want to be bringing it's gonna be a, a very fun match because liverpool they're in dubai right now training because they played the friday fa cup game and then i think it's a later uh, Sunday game. Getting used in, to the in, smell of oil. <laughs> Manchester game. In a week. <laughs> that was a really fucking good joke. Uh, for for a dad joke, yeah. Uh, and then Man City, they they played earlier today on Saturday, and then they have a League Cup uh, in the week, so they have no, no rest for the wary. Uh, so, yeah, that might influence some things. I don't think they need to play their superstars against Bristol? Bristol City? Sounds about right. It's a it's a B name. It's a P city in in England. <laughs> B squad. Fucking a bunch. There's of them. a lot. Uh, it, it could be Birmingham. I don't know. Uh, that should be a good game. But why? I'll ask you. Why pick up Van Dyke when you could pick up uh, a cheaper defender like, like Richardson or uh, TAA? Okay, so we we like both of them. They are both four five, four six, four four. They both whip in crosses. I think Van Dyke is the one to own. Like I brought up at the very beginning, I think he can steal bonus points from the rest of the squad, much like Alonzo does on Chelsea. Odomendi every once in a while, if he's the only one getting the points on uh, Man City. So I just have a feeling that's how that's going to start ending up because he has all those statistics that I very poorly brought up at the beginning of the podcast because I didn't remember all of them. But when you start to run the stat sheet, that's what Opta likes and will give you the bonus points. So yeah, could be, uh, could be the pick of the nice. last part of the yeah, season. Yeah, no, he'll get the, the bonus points share of the defense, mm-hmm. uh, just the way he plays. Um, but yeah, if you're going to pay you know, one 
1.0 ish more for a defender on the same defense he better get the you know the two extra points uh in order to justify it yeah. i just wanted to bring that up no, but i agree it's it's a it's a great point and if you're on the other side of things if you don't agree with what i just said and you want to have the cheaper guys the cheaper guys just play them at home at liverpool we have mm-hmm. the i think either tied for or the best clean clean sheet record in all of premier league at home so all right don't play those guys away but if you have van dyke you just play him every single match yeah obviously so and totes yeah also i mean right in that same price range uh, christensen and phil jones are both yeah jones is five seven with, with louise being back uh, maybe prepare yourself an out if you're gonna be having christensen on your team however mm-hmm. phil jones is absolutely nailed on and he increased in value a lot since he talked about him last pod so yep. good yep. kudos to you yeah he's been on my team for a very long time and it's just he's the cheapest route into uh one of the top three defenses in the league mm-hmm. so get him on your team uh, what about the lower-priced defenders, guys? Who you guys got? Um, I'll start with my guy, uh, Arthur Masuaku. Who? Uh, Masuaku on uh, West, West Ham. Ham. West Ham's schedule is very, very uh, fun. Uh, pretty green pastures uh, yeah. all the way through. They got defensive coach. Uh, they're actually quite fun to watch recently. Yes. I've been wa- end up watching a lot of West Ham games. Uh, they switched to a three at the back, and Masuaku, who was 4.4, uh, he's now a 4.5. Uh, he's playing uh, the left wing back position, and uh, he has the third most successful take-ons in total for the entire year, and he hasn't played uh, as many minutes as, as a lot of those other wingers that take on a lot of people. So in terms of bonus point score and Opta stats, Successful take-ons is, is, is big. Uh, and then he usually throws um, throws in a cross and a shot per game. Uh, he doesn't have the offensive um, historical stats to back that up as far as goals and assists. Uh, however, you know, 4.5 defender, defensive coach, up the pitch, good schedule. It's pretty good. Yeah, West Ham's schedule is Huddersfield away, Bournemouth home, Palace home, Brighton away, Watford home. That's that's great. Uh, they've only kept six cleans out of throughout the entire season, so that hasn't quite established itself. But they were they're the team that I wanted to talk about too, as well as just Burnley assets. I'm holding holding the cheap Burnley defenders. Yep. They've given me no yeah no I reason buy. to uh, yeah deinvest. Pro- pro- prove me wrong, kind of scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I am not really interested in, in anyone outside of maybe some of the Leicester defenders that rotate well. Yep. Uh, I would say this is still, if, if you have, we already talked about the premiums and mids to have, that means you probably, we're still in the area where rotation is still very important because squad depth is going to be tested throughout the double game weeks and everything. So the West Ham with Ogbana and like uh, Nolan just said, um, um, Mosaku and then uh, Kenny on... Or, or even if you wanted to say Pickford, you know, for um, going all the way over to Everton. And then, like you said, the, the Burnley guys, me and Pope. I know you don't rotate the, the goalkeepers in there, but that that's the kind of thing where everything is green pastures, like Nolan had said. So if in the event that one of your big guys is not playing, okay, you know that you have a, a nice fixture coming in from your cheapies. So you know, Along that note, I, w- I would say uh, uh, Martina. Uh, who's playing in place of Baines, uh, who's oh, currently yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
he's a 4.4 on the Everton defense. There's a couple of 4.5-ish uh, players on the Everton defense, but yeah. uh, he, he's also pretty good. And, and Big Sam kind of shored up that defense. And they have a good schedule for rotation, so I would also think about bringing him in uh, if you can. Uh, yeah! All right. Um, premium midfielders, who wants to go first? Well, James does. James does. Because obviously we got mostly his team to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the league. There's an issue with this price bracket in that yeah. Salah and Sterling have risen close enough to, to it. Yeah, Salah is definitely a premium midfielder price-wise now. Uh, Sterling is on his way. Ster- Sterling is. Sterling is nine, nine-ish. Yeah. Like this. But if when you look at De Bruyne and Alexis and Hazard, none of them are performing to justify their cost really i haven't noticed with hazard since i've had him on my team for two fucking months that he hasn't been doing well well i just assume that since you've had him on your team for two months you haven't been checking your team so (laughs) we love those dead teams because he looks good and i like him on he is he's so frustrated i i want when when hazard plays i want a defender to foul him immediately so he actually gives a shit and he just wants to tear down the team like that's what i want like it's really easy to defend him you just you just kind of shut him down by not touching him and and then he just gets frustrated and unmotivated but they still win five nothing just hazard doesn't do fucking anything yeah so yeah, yeah. He, um KDB. Anyway, I have a bone to pick with hazard like sorry it. Go no on. no it feels Go good it's goddamn team uh yeah, he's just great. If I'm, he's just great. I don't have anything else to say on that. I mean, when you flip through the FPL stats, everything outside of like the the basic ones like goals and assists, which he's doing quite fine in all of them, he's leading the league in assists or t- he's tied with nine. But uh, creativity and influence, he's in the top three in in everything. He's yeah. st- he's steady Eddie. Yeah, yep. steady Eddie. And the the period where we you know spoke about midfielders last pod yeah. in that time he had two goals three assists he's also who I was going to talk about so we'll we'll meld this right now because we talked about it having Odomendi make your three Man City players that are going to play for you through this next period and you have to include KDB who's on your team Sterling and Aguero okay so that's fucking expensive it is very expensive yeah. So where I was eleven point six, yep. KDB's ten point two or three, 10. 2, yeah. and Sterling has risen to eight point nine. Yeah, let's call him nine point for the sake of math. Yeah, he'll be that's, nine by that's, a week from now. That's thirty three ish points. Ooh, it's a lot. But they're going to be playing every single fucking you know. Yeah, the match, issue every, with awesome. every player in this price bracket is that Sterling and Salah have ridden so high yeah. that it's hard to get another player in. And also, it's impossible to drop them almost unless mm-hmm. you're in the into the point where you know you you are really ready to pick up differentials and either drop your season and be have one of the worst seasons you've ever had, or you <laughs> storm right up the you know your mini league in offensive ranks. Otherwise, those two guys are probably still going to stay on your team. Yeah, I just thought of a really good idea for a a new chip because uh, we have like bench boost and another thing. What if they have for one game week you can have unlimited players on one team or or on any team like you just kind of that's a good one. That'd be so much fun. I I bet you wait for a double game week, but you're like I have 
11 Man City players. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like this new chip, but I also like to think that the chips just only last one season and they have to think of a new one. It's like uh, Harry Potter and the defense of the dark arts teacher. Like, it's just... It's it's, 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 it's uh, completely tainted. Like, we'll have no free hit chip. Yeah, exactly. Year. Every single year. So uh, you should uh, submit. Uh, mark it. What, what, 45 minutes before the first Harry Potter reference by Ryan? <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting. Okay. Good job, Ryan. <laughs> the over-under on that, that was... a personal record. Minutes, so... I, I, if I had three uh, Man City players, and you should have three, right? Like yes. Everyone should have three. Uh, with with Jesus's injury, you should have Aguero. We're going to talk about that for maybe thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to, and and you're saying like you have KDB. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your next one? I I would probably say John Stones or or Otamendi and get in the defense just to free up some cash. But it's a really hard argument with the way that Raz is playing right now. With he has his conversion rate of uh key passes for assists or shots on goal uh is 22 percent which is that's a guero mm-hmm. level of of conversion mm-hmm. uh and it's been like that the whole season so the, will that drop off I, I he's playing with confidence i don't see it he's he's scoring like really weird goals that you're like how did you contort your body in yeah. order to, yeah or like how did you think to get into that space and you can't like that's when someone is just they're in, in the, zone. the zone. It's unbelievable zone, yeah. confidence where no matter what you do, it is going to work. It's the hot hand. Like, give that guy the rock. It would be like in potions class if... Just kidding. <laughs> I can't kick you in the nuts right now, but I, I might. Right. You would have no chance. I will try. I will try to contort my body to kick you in the nuts. <laughs> That's confidence. Yeah. That is confidence. The nerd assaulter of this group is definitely Nolan. Yeah. He, nerd bashing time. Let's get oh, him. Um, yeah. No, I would pick the same that uh, James had that obviously came up. Yeah. that off the cuff but yeah, you, can, um, you can make it i think i think even if you're really doing well in the league it, once you start looking at that wild card that is um that's that's the one to have but by the way on wild cards for everybody out there even if your team is starting to fall behind a little bit this is the time to do it maybe not this game week but coming up don't save it for the double game weeks it's usually not worth it in my experience would you would you save it until uh, the January transfer window kind of fizz- shuts? Yeah, shuts, yeah. and then you can kind of feel out. Oh, the new Everton striker is worth eight point five. Should I pick him up or like that kind of I, change of the guard? That is not my reasoning. I I don't think okay. that the January transfer window is is going to impact the the team that you're going to have in fantasy all that much. I I can't think of too many players that have come in. Over half a decade that I've, I've brought in immediately, or even screwed around with my team to yeah. To you, figure usually, it out there's a blood in period, yeah. and they, they don't get the minutes. <laughs> you gotta and get then, jumped in, right? Yeah. So it's like when Jesus came in, like it, it's it, it took him a while to actually get minutes, and I mean, obviously, he didn't get a whole lot of minutes until the next season. Same thing with Suarez, you know, coming in, and uh, Arshavin is the last one from an FPL perspective that came in. And really hit the ground running and scored like twelve or thirteen goals uh, in less than a half a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was like ten years ago. Uh, Gabby Adini came in last year and kind of yeah yeah their shit up right away. But Good he point. caused a lot of people to swing yeah. to him right away, and then it was disappointing. And then I the think- last three uh, weeks he shit in the bed, and yeah. then you found out about it, and he's like, "Hold on, I'm not done." And then he shit in the bed again after you did the sheets. The, the thing about the January transfer window um, is that for most teams. In the worst case scenario, you are 
two moves away from getting any player in the game. So let the January transfer window close. Pull your wild card when you need to. And if someone blows up that you absolutely want, let it develop for two weeks. Let it mesh with the team. Mm-hmm. Give it the, give it 180 minutes of eye test. Then make the double. Then you have to the cash him. to to bring them in because yeah. they're yeah. usually on the lesser teams. Like like if West Brom West Brom need a striker. Yeah. Uh, Southampton need a striker. If they get someone in at the seven point five range, that's fucking good. Then then yeah, you yeah. can look at them for a week or two and then pick them up uh, like a Gabby Adini. Yeah. My, Luigi Gabby Adini's coming in right away. The continuation not, of of uh, my thought on the wild card thing is there there are, if you stuck there are points that you look at your team where i need to take an eight or 12 point hint to bring in someone or someone else where here if you wild card for pretty much the rest of the season you have a third where you you should be able to plan out i can get someone in if i was wrong on my wild card within a week or two of a transfer where if you're stuck right now and you know you're only getting 40 50 60 pointers when everyone else is doing much better you have to wild card now don't save it for the double game week in the window like we were just talking about right on um so just to kind of finish out this price bracket what do you guys think about mares he's a potential flight risk right now given the january transfer window but he's the third highest rated player for points per pound behind uh, sterling and salah he's he's done He's in great form, mm-hmm. and uh, in fantasy, he's done w- at least one thing eight out of the past nine game weeks. So an That's assist or a goal or variations of the two, eight eight out nine uh, for an eight point six is is a pretty high number. Um, yeah, he, I know Liverpool are flirting with him a little bit to bring him in as a replacement for Coutinho. Um, he's a flight risk. Don't think he's going away from from England though. But I, again, with with an eight point six, you can easily replace him. Mm-hmm. He's in great form, uh, and they have a decent schedule for him to play every game. I wouldn't, you know, necessarily put in a Leicester defender for those uh, 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 game weeks. But he's in great form, and, and you can play him. And, and again, eight and nine is, That's is a fantastic. lot. Like the uh, the uh, potential and affordable by most teams, Sterling, Salah, Mares. It's a lot easier to get to than Sterling Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, or something else. Um, mm-hmm. Something I'm looking at personally. Same here. He's also my boom pick, so I won't talk during that period. Um, yeah, I, I think Mares at 10.5% owned throughout all, you know, 5.6 million of us or whatever it is. Definitely the time to get him in right now. If I mean, you know, or a few weeks beforehand, obviously, but. And not for nothing. So he put in a transfer request over the summer. Yeah. Uh, and they denied it or declined it. Uh, and he just continued playing very, very well and, and kind of just went about his duty. So he, he, it, he seems less likely to throw a huge hissy fit because he wants to leave. And he's going to treat it more like a professional, uh, which is good for FPL. Which is very odd given how shitty his hair looks. Like when you look at this guy, I think douchebag. And mm-hmm. at would absolutely throw a hissy fit, but he has been performing incredibly well. How many affliction shirts does he own? Yeah, I think. <laughs> so speaking of people that have scored as many goals as Mares, um, someone that I should apologize again for the second podcast in a row, Ryan, yep. Jesse Lingard, man, mm-hmm. bye, right? Absolutely, absolutely. he's six point two. Please get him in before he's six three, six four, and he's above seven point zero. Did you see his his uh-huh. goal in the in the in the yeah. Sham FA Cup? 
Yeah. yeah. To, uh, Shamu cup. Up, the Shamu upper cup. 90 ripped. Um, yeah, I've, that's actually what I wrote. If you have the ability to listen to our pod, go back and listen to that portion. Four goals and an assist during that time from last pod to this. Um, he's obviously, he, he looks like Juan Mata did two to three years ago for Chelsea. Like he's just the, he's not a maestro, sorry, but he's the only creative influence right now that Man United have anywhere on the pitch. And it's not just like a, oh, he scored a goal and assist. I might look at him. He's doing it game after game after game, regardless of what league or cup it is. If if Paul Pogba was playing in the positions that Lingard is getting into, Paul Pogba would be the highest on player in FPL. Oh. Everyone would just be nutting in their pants. Yeah, exactly. We, we really thought it was going to happen to it. Pogba hit the post the most than anyone last year. That was fun to say. Um, he's got this ridiculous hair, even worse than Mara's. Like, hey, we're ready to go on Pogba. And boring old Jesse Lingard coming in and just one of the most fun people to watch during this end of festive period. So, yeah, Just I the, think he's got to be in. The summary stats on Lingard are actually kind of fun. It's um he has as many goals this season as Alexis, Son, Coutinho and Mares, as many assists as Fabregas, Sterling and Richarlison. Yeah. So he's performing at a level that is who's the cheapest one in that group? Son at 8.1 Richarlison is still yeah, yeah. right there, but oh. 8.1 basically is what he's performing at. So 8. since 5. you brought him up, if you, I, I haven't had Richarlison, I think, the entire season. I just always had Pascal Gross, so um, not not sad about it. But if you're a Richarlison owner and you don't have a move to make, aren't you bringing in Lingard? Like, It's tough. Um, Richarlison's stats are still amazing. I know. He's had a bad four or five weeks, but Watford has had a bad four or five weeks. Or longer than that, so I don't think he has. No, he's had a few assists and he's been playing great, but yeah. also they're they're priced just about the same. Mm-hmm. One plays for Man United, who is you know a top three, and the other one plays for Watford. When we spoke a lot about Watford the past couple podcasts, but I think it's time to let Richarlison go unless you have a ton of team value built up and you're waiting for your wild card. I understand that, but Lingard should be coming in. What if you already have Lingard? I know, Richarlison is one of, is still one of the most highest on players, and Lingard is on is on the up and up. Okay, you can then argue to have a Salah, Sterling, Lingard, Richarlison, and maybe you even fit in KDB. Put Kane and Aguero up top, some super cheapy um, as your forward, and then still probably have two decent defenders and a rotating four point five. That sounds pretty sexual. Right I, I I would I would recommend. Uh, if if you have Lingard and Richarlison in your midfield and you can play him every single game, that mm-hmm. frees up a lot of space. Ton. I would definitely think about having both of them on the team. Uh, you know, uh, Lingard has the huge explosion of, of output. You know, the stats that you just rattled off, James. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in the past two and a half months-ish. Last, last 10 game weeks. It's craziness. Yeah. And, and so you got to... You got to go with him uh, because he's scoring different types of goals too, and and different types of it shows with his confidence of taking people on and uh, taking on shots. But a lot of people, if you look at the uh, net transfers out, a lot of people are ditching Richarlison for um, for Lingard. It seems like, mm-hmm. but I would stray away from that just because Watford had a relatively hard schedule. They're an inconsistent team. Uh, their schedule actually brightens up quite a bit, and even through even throughout, if you look at his uh, shots shots on goal and key passes per game, Richarlison has been consistent three shots per game and and about 
one key pass per game throughout the year, even through that rough period. Uh, and he's seventh most shots per game in total across the board for anyone in, in, uh, in the EPL. So it, I don't understand why people are straying away from him at the level that they are, mostly because of uh, Lingard. But I wouldn't. I, w- I would. I would keep with them right You're now. You're exactly. I right. like that. Their their last couple of games have been. They've been on a really rough stretch of who they've been playing. And I think that uh, Marcus Silva is a fantastic coach. And everybody was on Marco's nuts two months ago, three months ago. And I don't think that the quality in coaching just disappears. They've no. had, just had a rough stretch of it. I, I like holding Richarlison as well. And yeah. If you can. If you can. You know. Downgrade. Let's just say someone that's under. Uh, performing like a like a hazard let's just say <laughs> Murata. fuck that guy and then you pick up uh both richarlson and lingard and then you reinvest that into your forwards of a cane and uh a aguero which sounds like we're all on agreement that's what you need to do you need to free up some of that space yeah. and those two players in your midfield you can play any every game it's mm-hmm. good so i got two budget midfielders uh that i want to talk about uh between like the 4.5 and 6.0 range i mean we kind of talked about lingard and richie rich which the the flashy ones yeah yeah like those are they just leveled up from the budget area um but i I really want to talk about jordan ibe on bournemouth uh the big thing with him is he wasn't getting minutes he was he was an impact sub or he was getting subbed out very very quickly he's played 90 minutes the past four or five game weeks so that's very very good and in that time he's averaged four shots a game and two key passes a game and he's a 4.8 cost Damn. so anyone that has 90 minutes uh with that kind of offensive output uh Again, you're probably not going to play him that often. He's going to be on your bench, but you know you can swap him in uh, if need be. I like that one a lot. Um, the one one guy I wanted to mention really fast, just this, the same guy that I brought up last at the uh, tail end of last pod, was Johan Berg Gunmanson has scored over the holiday break, and he's actually he's doubled in ownership since our last pod. So I'm going to take credit for that. He's up to half a percent owned, 0.5. I was going to say, did he double in price too? <laughs> he's still only a 5.0. Um, I know Ruben Loftus-Cheek was a very highly owned yeah. player, but he's been in and out of the team recently. Gunmanson has played 90 in his last 12, and with uh, Brady out, he's really been kind of the creative spark for... Takes free kicks. Yeah, for Burnley yeah. Uh, at 5.0. I think it's an absolutely great shout. Um, not going to be starting him every game week. Burnley's two out of their next five. They have uh, United home and City home, so not going to start him there, but if you're looking for a guaranteed player that's on free kicks, 5.0. And just give him a watch. Watch next time you watch Burnley. Watch him specifically. He's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, passes I, the eye test. I had nobody because most of my, you know, comments were going to be on Richarlison and Lingard, yeah, yeah. and then also it kind of a movement of formation of right. You can now fit in four very good midfielders, two world class strikers, and have a good defense. So I I love both of your guys, but I. I think I'm now to the point where I'm going to have one forward that's not going to see the light of day ever. It's great if he starts. I'm going to have a midfielder that's not going to see the light of day ever. It's great that he starts. I can't wait to talk about budget forwards with you guys. Oh, absolutely. It's been, you know what? It's been the highlight. Who gives a fuck versus who cares? It's been the highlight of our pod. All season long. I I can't wait to talk about my who gives a fuck because I had it and then that pick showed up on Twitter. 
by uh, the, the guy that runs the scout thing. And I was okay, like, okay, oh, okay. Don't don't blow your load before we get into. There's been a lot of <laughs> sexual comments in this pod. We're doing this naked, by the way. Uh huh. <laughs> I have one more. Just one more. Uh, uh, Shakiri on Stoke. Uh, when you add in shots per game and key passes per game, he's ninth in the league. Nice. How much does he cost? Uh, he's 6.0. Okay. And he's on the he's crappiest right fucking team in the league. Worse than Swansea, in my opinion. Um, new manager coming in, though. New manager coming in. Uh, so, yeah, I, that kind of throws a wrench in, in, in everything. But it, it's it's kind of chip in a chair time for Stoke. Yeah. Uh, uh, not this game week, but after that, they're hitting up all the relegation uh, rivals. So... It's one of those, hey, if if they're going to stay up, they're going to have to perform. Uh, and this guy, he puts in enough shots and enough key passes per game yeah. uh, to maybe justify a shout if you are looking for a differentiator. I, I really like that. I liked it when we were drunk in Flagstaff, and I like it now. <laughs> we had a lot to drink. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Uh, yeah! Guys... Is is Murata and Lukaku that bad? No. <laughs> that's a, that's Jimmy, a, that's a J- James. That's a strong question. Murata, Indiana, Indiana. Murata <laughs> is high school forwards would have put two in in the last Chelsea game, given the chances that so Murata that, had had. Okay, that that game, everyone had a bad game. Yeah, Every, everyone has a license to have a bad game. You know, it, his form, everything. Are they that bad? No, they can't be. They can't be that bad because a lot of people have. Yeah, I, I, I can't justify. It. I have nothing to justify. It. I don't think they're that bad. But if you had them in the beginning of December, when this huge stretch of you know game weeks started, eight game weeks, both of them have scored twice. Oh yeah, fuck them so off. If you're, if, if your you're team, a Chelsea sure. fan or a Man United fan. Or you look at the fixture list and you go, this guy that just bangs in headers for fun, I gotta have him. Mm. I, I'm just I bring that up because I don't think they're that bad. Mm-hmm. They might be out of form mm-hmm. or doing a different role than scoring. <laughs> I don't I don't think <laughs> pastry baking. <laughs> hey hey, Shane Long has a job and he doesn't fucking score up top. They're the team dads for sure. So <laughs> knitting. So they do a damn good job of cooking and cleaning <laughs> while the wife is working. Something Ooh. that us three are probably going to do in the next couple of years. Damn good at it, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, they're not that bad, but for their price, they're not that good. That That's oh right. a great way of putting it. Yeah, uh, one's they're, they're oh, somewhere in the middle. One's eleven point whatever. The other one's creeping up to eleven, and those guys aren't scoring. And neither is Lacazette. We can lump him in there too. I don't know if you, you really can't have any of these well, guys. I don't want to pick on Lacazette because he died. He's oh, de- he's, he's dead. Uh, he's a dead well, guy. I mean, you know, in this age of the internet, you you just no, it's never too soon. Yeah, you can always make dead he jokes. Died. Um. I'm just saying, they're not that bad, so everyone, like, get off their case. They're not fucking terrible, but they're not that good, at the moment, at least. Which leads us right into the obvious conversation. Yeah, so you, uh, 
Sergio Aguero and Harry Kane should be on your fantasy teams. Period. Till right. Till well, till Jesus comes back. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about this podcast so far because this is the first time since we've been doing this that all three of us are totally on the same thing. We are. We have seem seem to have a similar mindset for the template of our teams. Should we bring up the FA Cup then? <laughs> nah, yeah, we don't have to talk about the FA Cup. If you get, we don't need any drama in this in this here friendly podcast. Yeah, the pod was going great, and then it went seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, Harry Kane and Sergio Aguero. We would have been on Aguero the entire year, but we were just concerned about Jesus taking his time. Yep. Obviously, that is not a concern right now. As as soon as Jesus went down. And and uh, thank God that he's only uh, out for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. or, or two months, uh, from what it looks like. Um, as soon as he went down, like other than the fact of concern for the the young kid, was I got to get a girl on my fucking team? Yeah, I, w- I was still hungover. We were walking down to wherever in the center of Flagstaff. Out on my phone, I had transferred out Marata, brought in Aguero, and then went. Oh yeah, that felt great. Life is back that to normal. Felt, that FPL felt is back to normal. Awesome. Yeah. Who wants a beer? So, I do think it would be very funny that if uh, Jesus comes back next week in the same way that Aguero fixed his broken ribs in six days, we get Gab Jesus back and then screws everyone over. I don't think that's going to happen. But it seems like it's the most easy thing in, in life right now to have Harry Kane and Aguero. However, a decision in life. It's hard to get him on the team and have a well balanced yeah, team. That's true. However, Tottenham's schedule is really bad. It, it gets tough. Yeah. yeah. Everton home, Southampton away, United home, Liverpool away, Arsenal home. And, and I hate to bring up this question, too. Well, I mean, you bring up the schedule, but who do you make captain? Oh, because you got, you got a decision all of a sudden when you sure. have those two up top. But and be- Salah on your team. Yeah, because you have, I don't know. Personally, I would just make... Uh, Marcus Alonso captain because <laughs> you know you're gonna get at least six, maybe fifteen points. Oh man, wouldn't that be but, terrific if that just happened? And it doesn't have to be Alonso, but Alonso or, it, or it's Odomendi or Sterling or someone where you're just like, God, I really gotta, I'm gonna do it again this year. I'm gonna break up my captain rule. I'm not gonna captain Kane every single fucking time. I'm gonna do this guy and then that guy, and then all of a sudden you're just like, I'm never playing this game again. This is ridiculous. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's funny that we we all agree. No one's brought up any statistics whatsoever f- about Aguero, just, you know, how everybody else is sucking a little bit. Um, I, I'd be very, very surprised to see anything but Kane and Aguero, maybe Kane and Firmino, if you're going to be going KDB in the midfield. I, I could see that because, you know, price-wise, you're going to have a, you know, save a million somewhere else. So that would that would be okay. I think, as you guys put it, as the template. Am I using that phrase correctly? Template, yeah, it's it's all over on the Twitter. Am I using the Twitter, vernacular correctly? Twitter okay. sphere. Um, yeah. Again, no stats needed. You don't even have to think about it. They're the two. Just as two have a stat, average mm-hmm. points per game. They're the two highest forwards, Aguero yeah. and then Kane. Six point yeah. five, six point four. Just really sucks about the captain thing, but. Also, Ooh, new new chip idea. Two captains. Boom. One week. Ooh. I love I love that a lot. Um we we also we, <laughs> we like to talk about the very clearly 
um, world class players Spending that, both on that, that should should be on your team. <laughs> That's so good. You just like double it up. It's not a triple captain it's not anymore. Triple, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. So, um, clearly there are examples where this hasn't been the greatest season for them. Hazard came in injured and just is, is still playing well, but not bringing in fantasy points. Sanchez clearly world class, but just he's he's been miles away for you know the entire season. But I think anytime where there's a clear cut decision to bring in someone that's world class, if you don't, you're going to be in very, very serious trouble. And I think that is this aware of move for the next two months. And I wouldn't even worry about the the schedule for Tottenham and, and Kane. They no. they seem pretty good. Kane does. I son Ali and Erickson shaky on, but yeah. All right. Um, so with that, let's go into medium forwards. Firmino. Uh, before right. we, before right. we move on, uh, right. Lacazette, James, you have Lacazette on your team. I, you just played your wild card. I do not have how, him anymore. How was <laughs> how was that? Uh, it felt so good. He actually spit on his monitor at Lacazette. It felt so good, and then watching him fail again. Oh, uh, so I'm just going to really enjoy Arsenal for the rest of the year. I think it should be a hard and fast rule. If you have any player that's over. 10.5 they need to take penalties that's fair kdb notwithstanding because he puts in penalties both. or free kicks we'll yeah, say yeah yeah let's just yeah let's put it like that i think that's a pretty good hard and fast rule because having a forward trust me i have Murata and when chelsea beat the shit out of stoke 5-0 and mm. they got a penalty at the end of the game mike sweet garbage time goal for Murata. incorrect <laughs> fuck having a Expensive forward that doesn't take penos. Oh, I like the fire. I like the fire. It's mm-hmm. good. I don't want to use the R word, but I'm riled up right now. <laughs> I thought he was going to say other shit. <laughs> riled. I'm, I am wild up. <laughs> I'm wild. I'm racist. Whoa, okay, hold on. <laughs> That's hard to shake off. Uh, yeah, so mid-price forwards. Anyone have anything else besides... Firmino, who's now kind of back in form, disappeared for 10 game weeks. Now he's back. Again, Might, feast or famine for Firmino. You don't know. Feast it, or famine. Maybe he's going to be suspended for a little while because he said something naughty. Probably not. I don't think there's anything behind it. But also Vardy, also Rooney. Just there's. It's very hard to argue against this dream team up top right now. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I can't find a reason to invest in any of the three that you just mentioned at the expense of the other two um one note on depending on how arsenal's transfer market goes danny welbeck and a healthy Giroud coming in pretty cheap i might be interested in if alexis bounces from arsenal welbeck specifically yeah i I like that it's just that the whole squad is it just seems like they're aging so quickly like, like, right, and they, they really like, space around the goals mm-hmm. and not the way yeah. that Liverpool does, where it's between three people, it's between like eight people. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I it seems constantly. I might be completely wrong. I don't, I don't know how they're going to inject that squad with, with youth in this, in this January transfer window or what they do over the summer. But yeah, for uh, immediate Arsenal things, I already had my say about it, but I, I do like the the well back shout i just do think like about Danny. it as, as a name to stick in the back of your head depending yeah. on if, if alexis leaves it's going to free up it's going to free up a lot of play mm-hmm. time, so yeah okay so the most fun part budget forwards oh how much time do we have 
I've budgeted a, uh, about 45 <laughs> minutes for the spot. Okay. You are on fire right now. Bam. Um, so my budget forward hasn't scored a goal yet, which is not the best stat. I hope we have for, the same guy. Th- this is the time of year that you just have a budget fucking forward that yeah. sits at the very end of the bench and just whatever. Yeah. Not only that, he came off injured today. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. FA Cup. Can yeah. I? Can I he, guess? Please. He is what, what, as, as his x goal per ninety is below the average players. Is it in the negative numbers? Well, yeah, it's it's under. Like he, he tries to score own goals. <laughs> it's it's not it's not in the negative negative, but it's under <laughs> the average player. Can we can we guess a little bit? Yeah. Can you give us the price? Four point six. I know who it is, 4. so I can't 6. guess. He has to guess. Uh, four point six. Mm-hmm. Every wrong guess will give you a letter in his name. You, uh, you'll get it on the first letter. <laughs> I shit, dude. I don't it's know. Quail man. It's it's a quail man. Yeah, Queen Honor. Oh, on on HUD, yeah, yeah. Um, as long as Kachunga is hurt, I'll take an. Uh, First of all, fun name to say. I know they got good and, names. And he he plays. There's your two points. Yep. And he's four point six. All the expensive players that we've been talking about all podcasts. I thought uh, here's Deport Theater. He's five. He's five point one. Yeah, also but but there. he plays. They they're both playing. Yeah, right yeah, now. Okay, but okay. he's no fun because he scores every once in a while. This I, is where you <laughs> want someone that doesn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, in, in that garbage spot, um, you have uh, DLC, Okazaka, IU, Murray, J-Rod, Jasalu, Depor- all of them are 5.5. What's or- your pick? You got to give no, me one right. No, Ryan picked them all. Mine's, mine's Quinn R as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So, and that, that was going to be my point, is that all of those guys are 5.5. This guy's 4.6. Take the 0.9, put it elsewhere. Yeah. It's probably going right into Awero. Awero could use... Point nine going into him? Ew. I don't I mean, know. Unless you want yeah. your three All Huddersfield players. I don't him. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless you're rocking the three Huddersfield defense, which I would not recommend. But <laughs> uh, I, I currently have the the 4.5 Swansea lad with the really, really short shorts and the short socks. And he has really white legs. Like, it's uncomfortable oh. watching him. Uh, he actually has an assist that I got off my bench because <laughs> motherfucking Hazard didn't play against Stoke. And so he came in and gave me four points, more than Hazard ever gave What's me. What's that guy's name? Uh, it's like McBurney or something oh, like McBurney. that. Oh, McBurney. He's like the, the villain from the Da Vinci Code, the guy that whips his back. He's like oh. that pale. He is, he is that pale. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I got to read that book again. I love that book. And the villain Sorry. from the Da Vinci Code is, is uh, Gandalf. Yes, that's true. He's not yeah. the villain. He's the, He's the sidekick guy. The sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is the booms and busts category where we talk about players that are over and under 15% owned and Ooh. how we think that they are going to bust if they're over 15% or boom if they're under 15%. 15% we're... I'm using that hard and loose, let's just say. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So uh, my bust is Coutinho. <laughs> no, it's, it's not actually my bust. <laughs> so uh, no one's ever doing better than that one. Yeah, if I, I could kick you in the nuts, I, I would can pretty right much now. guarantee he will get you zero Nothing. points over the next month until the next pod. Things can change. He comes back. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I'm bailing on Spurs mids across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, their oh. schedule's shit, and I've not been impressed with them. How about Sun? Even Sun? Uh, okay, Ollie and Erickson. I'm bailing yeah. on them. Sun, Fair. Uh, Sun in Sun. no rush to get if if getting rid of Sun is the worst problem on your team. Yeah, that's a good spot to be in, right? I would now. say if you have him, keep him. 
But yeah. yeah, I think Erickson is just a lesser KDB. He's steady Eddie. So I, I would, if you have him on your team, that that's you know off off brand for a lot of people in there. But I, 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 I think he's, maybe you brought him in for the double game week. Yeah, I, like I that, think but. I think he's good to to hold on to. Maybe Sun's fun to watch, but yeah, the schedule doesn't really. You don't want Kane and a Spurs no, midfielder. That's putting great too many point. eggs in one basket. Great point. Yeah, a basket you don't want to have. You yeah. you want the Man City and Liverpool basket, which is weird because their mascot is something that produces eggs. Well, I guess it's the male. No, chicken. it's, yeah, it's, it's the, the male. It doesn't it's do a that. rooster. Never yeah. mind. I have a diagram. I have a book that I can show you. <laughs> how, how does this work? <laughs> What's the difference between male and female? <laughs> Anyway, can you do the next podcast like that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's because I don't know what sex is. Hi. Um, call, call. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're not, we're not even drinking, guys. Yeah, that's, that's what's late. You're having tea. I got water. We got I, I half had a one, Corona. I, I, had, I had one Corona like guys. <laughs> um, yeah, no, my, my bust, we already tore him apart, uh, Murata. Um, what's crazy, I'm just going to bring it up, his next six matches are Newcastle, or I'm sorry, his previous six matches were um, Newcastle, West Ham, Southampton, Brighton, Stoke, and Arsenal. And it seemed like the only time he was a threat to score was against the toughest defense, which was Arsenal. His upcoming schedule is Leicester, Brighton again, Bournemouth, Watford. They seem great. But I just cannot see how he should be on too many teams any longer unless you're, you know, died in the blue Chelsea fan, which doesn't exist. Let's admit you started liking them, you know, six <laughs> years ago for obvious reasons. So uh, Murata, uh, bust for sure. Got to go. I, I think Chelsea is the best team that might dip their toe in the transfer market for a striker in January. Who do you think they'll go for? I don't know. So I don't know. It, it won't be a Danny Ings or Danny Sturridge thing. It's going to be. It, it's going to be a big budget because he, they don't like uh, uh, Batshuayi and Murata is kind of. Uh. See, the thing with Murata <laughs> is. Did I use that? Uh, no, <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah. on, on a Pia Every but, single person out there is going to go. Meh, I agree. Definitely meh. The, the thing about Murata that I think has something to do with it is he already hit the most minutes in a season that he's ever had. Oh, because he's an impact good, sub. Good stat. Yeah. So it, it just it strikes me as like, you know, like college football players, they when they make it to the pros, the last couple of game weeks, mm-hmm. they, 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 they sit. yeah, they they can't really get it because it's a shorter season. They're mm-hmm. not used to it. Bah, 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 bah. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Um, so and he had to play through winter and he's not used to a, a non winter break. Yeah, I think Murata is. Could be going the way of the Giroud. Obviously not as good looking. But oh, what if he started growing out that beard and then got the same haircut, started speaking French instead of Spanish, and we the, had two Giroud's? So you mean like the 78th and, minute yeah, header sub? Exactly. I think so. That's, I, that's what Murata could become. That'd be terrific. I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea got really a blockbuster. Costa, maybe, uh, maybe Costa coming back? Uh, well, Diego Costa went over there and... That frees up Fernando Torres um, to come back. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. The, the Bam. best, obviously, Catino news today was terrific, but the silver medal of Costa, I know this is another league, everybody, sorry, but comes on, gets a yellow card, scores, 
and then the during the celebration of going up into the stands, coming back down, gets another yellow card, red carded off. There was actually a bet out. I, I did, it was on Twitter. I'm sorry, I didn't uh, write down who it was, but there was a score and get sent off bet available for Costa, and I saw a bunch of people celebrating it. So like minus 150. Terrific. (laughs) Love it. It's more than likely to happen. I wish Costa and Balotelli would come back to the league. Good times. Balotelli is still one of my favorite Instagram people to follow because he's still just fucking with people constantly, recording them when they don't want to be, throwing shit at them. Terrific, man. Sorry. My busts are... (laughs) All right. That's a little picture of how we talk <laughs> <laughs> all the time, unfortunately. Tangents, basically. Um, my busts are uh, Burnley, everything Burnley. I think this is when they start uh, kind of skating towards the middle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at their schedule and the way that they've been playing lately, um, I think they just overachieved in, in the beginning. So I, yeah, a four point five defender on a that kind of team, I I wouldn't, you know blink twice about and, and keep them on but I, I think they're just kind of fall a little bit okay the other one uh just one more is liverpool's offense i know i talked about how continue is not going to affect anything but i just have a really bad feeling their schedule isn't the best and the past three games uh including uh the fa cup were really grindy 2-1 wins mm-hmm. which is great from a liverpool fan perspective uh, but not for fantasy, and it's kind of those grindy games. Things aren't meshing too too well. Plus, Contino's leaving. Yeah, I just have a bad feeling. Okay, if you're right, how many games do you wait? Let's say you have Salah all the way up to max value, so he's ten point one right now, and he's right under KDB. How long do you wait before uh, you if, bring if in KDB? You got You got to watch the games, and if it's not clicking, and mm-hmm. Salah's not getting uh, the amount of shots per game that he usually gets afforded to for three game weeks, I would, I would really say three, three I, as well. I would yep. really start thinking about other other selections for sure. And w- going into that with my boom pick, I completely agree with you guys. I'm my boom pick is Mane. <laughs> Mane is a great differentiator. I think yeah, I think he's a premium midfield differentiator. Um, I don't. I didn't see enough of Coutinho absence hindering Liverpool throughout this, this season and uh I don't yeah I don't have the same reservations as you two might have about it um yeah I think I think Mane oh. is, a, is a great pick right now for a 9.3 there's if you're looking to if you're really looking to get someone that nobody else has right now yeah, yeah. if you have a uh um like a Spurs midfielder or yeah. someone that's underperforming like Hazard or something like that <laughs> then yeah you can pick up Mane fuck that yeah, no, uh, I like the Mane pick. He also won uh, Premier League Player of the Month the very first month it was available. I was just saying that I like I liked Nolan's point. I don't necessarily agree. I think Liverpool will keep on trucking. Um, but uh, yeah, Mane, for whatever reason, on Twitter is being picked apart by all these professional Liverpool fans. He's been playing fantastic. He's taken some interesting wonky shots how to become have, a professional liverpool fan am i just in the amateurs no the people that like it, it's like yeah, the they same, obsess over him yeah like or that, yeah. you know or honestly maybe they do get paid somehow through ads and shit you know like someone that shows off their ass on it's a, little, a, little, a little nitpicky yeah for for money and, and just constantly going after him like guys he's really the one of if not the best player on the pitch most of the time when Salah's not you know getting it inside the 18 so i like that a lot and that's a that's a great boom Nolan. Uh, my 
boom is is john stones yeah uh, save oh. save a little bit of cash uh nice. 3.5 percent owned uh little bit of a, a little card risk as far as tackles and everything like that yeah, that's basically it gets the odd assist like he did today <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um yeah i had already said mara's before so um i do like the mara's it's crazy at 10.6 uh uh, I'm sorry, 10.6 percent owned. Oh, gotcha. My my apologies. Holy shit, he gained a lot of value. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, yeah, he, he actually train. broke the system. You're not allowed <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah, so if you're not sold on Sun anymore, like Nolan brought up, their schedule gets tough, and we don't know what happens home and away with that squad. Um, just seems to fit in real perfectly in that 8.0 spot there. So 8.12 in there. Sweet, killing it, killing it. Um, I think that's it, guys. Any plugs? Anything we got to talk about? I really want to say hair plugs someday, but do you know you don't need hair? I need hair no. plugs. You need you Ooh. don't need hair plugs. No, it was an exhausting but fun holiday period, uh, filled filled with soccer and everything. So yeah, I I enjoyed myself quite a bit. There's oh, some yeah. there's some great games with the Arsenal Chelsea game. The Arsenal Liverpool game was was fantastic, and what it was. Yeah, no, I'm just looking forward into Champions League. Really, yeah, I'm yeah, ready for I Champions agree. League as well. Uh, I think that once again, it's very odd that all three of us are 90% on board with the exact same players. It's the first time that's happened. So maybe the. Uh, We're either all right or all wrong here. Yeah. And from what I've been seeing online, a lot of the same picks are coming up from a lot of other people, too. So I think we learned a lot. Hopefully, we're not overvaluing what we learned in so many games in a short period from the last couple of weeks because we watched, I, I watched a lot of goddamn football yeah <laughs> it was great yeah <laughs> but we'll see we'll see uh give these teams a couple days rest i'd like to see how chelsea does how hazard and to do with a week off in between games you know certainly not gonna have them on my fucking team but god what if they just went nuts and sanchez didn't go anywhere and all of a sudden arsenal's rejuvenated and we just we stopped doing this podcast that's why we do it once a month and then you know what yep. maybe people will forget that we never brought it up <laughs> that we exist <laughs> <laughs> all right guys it was fun all right peace out Clink, clink, clunk. Oh, Nolan, wait. Before the clink, clink, clunk. <laughs> if uh, if you want to find us online, where can you find us? Uh, we're at fourpointhit.com. Uh, you can find us on social media, uh, fourpointhit on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Reddit. Uh, I have a personal um, New Year's resolution to be more active on those channels and throw out some stats and stuff like that. So that might last a month. Uh, but yeah, no, just, uh, follow us and, and we're pretty active on Reddit. At least James is. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. Yeah.